Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Okay, I'm doing a dumb thing today because I didn't feel like taking out all like three tables I needed. So That's I have fine. a slightly precarious mic situation that works, but I just can't clap very hard. Okay. <laughs> but it should work. Great. Can't wait. Well, it's not It's not like we have a clap in our title. Um. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I didn't think this through. I think through. I'm going to keep that in. I didn't think this through. Boy, good fucking start. Hello, everyone. Yes. And welcome to this episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. Um, and welcome to special late night edition of yes, uh, talking about Glee. Um, yep. Today we are talking about season two, episode thirteen, entitled mm-hmm. "Comeback." Um, this episode originally aired February fifteenth, two thousand eleven, so the day after Valentine's Day. Funnily enough. Ah, go figure. You'd think they would have reversed the episode order because of that, but yeah, I guess I guess airing peculiar. a week before Valentine's Day makes more sense than a day after. Mm, mm. Okay, sure. Uh, I uh, we fully have the return of the word of the day in this episode. Oh my god! Oh my god! It is, it's this this episode is saturated with the word and the idea, and there are some high highs and some low lows. Yeah, I found episode very weird and as much as it felt like it didn't accomplish anything yeah like the episode ended and i'm like but there was no plot it was just a series of scenes sort of connected i guess yes it did do one good thing and we'll talk about when we get there okay i'm interested um, yeah um, i have i don't want to give it away now no um, we, we, we get to there and boy we'll have a lot to impact today but first our recap fact. our recap is just sure. kissing and katie couric like literally Kissing that's and it. Katie Couric, yeah. Which sounds um, like a romance novel, maybe. I mean, I'm cool with it. I love Katie Couric. I'm glad. I didn't know this about you, but I'm glad I know that you love I Katie Couric. I love Katie. She's like a staple in my household. Like it's great. And that's by my lovely. household, I mean growing up. Yeah, no, um, I figured. I figured that was something of your like a parent's influence, not that you and your roommates sit down every <laughs> night to watch Katie Couric. <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Um, just getting really high and watching Katie Couric talk to people. There's worse ways to spend your evening. That's true. But my first note of the episode after the recap is, wow, Will's actually teaching Spanish again. Yeah, and I find it very unsettling because he's teaching Spanish essentially the same way he teaches Glee, which is by writing yes. one word on the board and asking if kids know what it means, which I don't think is an effective way to teach a language. I mean, if you're talking vocabulary, but... Whatever. But this um, is like I, high school level Spanish. I feel like they should be farther along. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I don't love that the whole thing starts with the Will Schuster is back, making a comeback. And they just keep on saying comeback. And they're already beating our heads over it, like beating it yeah. over our heads in the first two minutes. Yeah. N- not great. He says everything's going well in his life. He's getting over Terry. His Glee kids are going to regionals, and he no longer has his crush on Emma. And then Enter Emma. cue Emma, right, running into the classroom, saying it's an emergency. Will, it's an emergency. They both go running down the hall and say that 
Becky Jackson opened up Sue's diary and found a note that... (laughs) Content warning, everybody. Uh, Um, A literal Sue, S-U-E, is side note. Um, My note was just like, you know, I don't even really know how to begin taking this joke. Right. That's exactly it. It's Um, like, this just feels like... One of those things you just maybe shouldn't make a pun about. Yeah. Like, I guess joking about it is... Joking about it's one thing, and it, I guess if you're going for, like, dark comedy, I don't know. It feels like I'm not sure when you joke about it, but I am sure if you're going to joke about it, you shouldn't be using puns. R- right. Honestly. I, I guess, yeah, not Glee's best move there. Yeah. Minus a, minus a couple points to Glee. And then, like, they rush to her house, the door's open, they find her in bed. Okay, I yep. do not believe Will can bust down a door himself. No, I, absolutely not. No, no, no. I, I think I think that's Matthew Morrison trying to bust down a door, not Will Schuster. Mm-hmm. But Sue has nothing to live for because of the defeat of her <laughs> yeah. Cheerios at Nationals. There's, a, um, there's some I, jokes about gummy vitamins and how her right, jaw well, is sore. It's like... A whole mixture of, like, really serious topics, and then also, like, Will and Emma being pretty mean to Sue, like, like, well, you deserve to feel like you have nothing to live for because you've been so mean all the time. Right. And I'm, was she, like, was, was, was the implication that she overdosed on gummy vitamins? Yes. The implication Uh, is that was an overdose on chewy gummy vitamins. Which I guess okay. is supposed well, to soften the blow, but it's just all very strange. It's a strange yeah. energy to start out with. Right. The vibes are all over the place. They are. So um, I would call that a bad omen to start. But Yes. Um, not to mention that we're all, we haven't gotten to the Justin Bieber of it all yet. This is going <laughs> to be a divisive part of our episode, I can already tell. I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, before that we have... well. There's another hair joke. You have more grease in your hair than the guy behind WikiLeaks. That's funny enough. Yeah. Um, we love a hair joke. Those are the kind of yeah. jokes we want. Right. We're not looking um, for weird puns about suicide. I guess let's go to the hallway then. Let's go to the hallway. Sam has because planned a date for him and Quinn. At Color Me Mine, so they can color coaster? Or no, they can paint coasters. Have you sure. ever been to one of these? This was like haven't... a classic school field trip. I think I went to one with Girl Scouts. They used to be... They actually have one, like, down the block from where I work. Still? It's new. Like, wow. it's, it's, like, it opened in, like, fall 2020 when it was, like, how oh, are you going to... how? How are you going to have a business? Is it also a bar? Because you live in a hip place? No. No, it's just a paint-your-own-ceramics place? I mean, it's surrounded by bars. bars so... And paste, and, like, I don't know, bakeries Well, because, like, shit, the but... paint and sip became really bougie, like, popular. But, like, yes. way back in the day, you would, like, go to kids' birthday parties at places where you'd everyone would get, a, like, a bowl and you paint the bowl and that was it. That was Absolutely. It. And that's what, like, Sam is trying to evoke here. He really deserves better. He absolutely does. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm team Sam on Me this one. Me too. Um, for now. Um, mm. <laughs> we'll get to it. Anyway, we have this nice elaborate uh, aligned lie that... Quinn never kissed Finn. He saved his life because he was, checks notes, choking on a gumball. Look, is it far-fetched 
Yes. Would Finn be the kind of person to choke on a gumball? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, and Sam is understandably worried because Quinn is the best thing that's happened to him since he got to the school. Mm-hmm. Valid. Yeah. Um, but what am I going to do? Okay, well, my dad said there's always two ways to get a girl to love you. Take her hunting and rock and roll. Okay. So who's... First, take her hunting. <laughs> pans over to a... <laughs> A, a high school student who has managed to mount a small taxidermy jackalope <laughs> in their locker and fuck whatever else we're about to do this episode. I want to hear about this guy <laughs> who is into miniature I... locker sized taxidermy of fake animals. I'm surprised they let him do. Th- I mean, it's Ohio, but so maybe, but. Oh, wow. It's Wowie. just like, wow, wow, wow. I thought I was doing something when I decorated my locker and put like a shelf in so I could have like books on two different levels. <laughs> I never considered putting a tiny taxidermy jackalope in my locker. And I really feel like I've missed out on something, frankly. Honestly, I went to middle and high school with the uh, the hunting heiress of Rockland County. Amazing. Um, who, uh, at the time, it, she was the most popular girl in school. Now she's terrifying. Makes and sense. Um, I am looking back, given what we know about this episode, I'm mildly surprised that she did not do the same thing. Have tiny taxidermies in her locker? Yeah. It's got to violate a health code, right? Like, you can't it, have I'm, a... 1,000%. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Now, several months ago, I was received a Facebook message from a couple of kids that I went to elementary school with, like people who I'm friends with on Facebook, but we haven't really talked, like, in literal mm-hmm. years since, like, we all, like, because I moved away before I went to high school with them. And they said, hey, okay. do you remember if there was a taxidermied bobcat inside of our fourth grade classroom? And I said, I don't remember, <laughs> but I would love to know. And I believe that there could have been because I went to school in the country. Like, right. I There's... It's very possible there was a taxidermied animal somewhere in our elementary school, and I just sensed memory, like, blocked it out because it wasn't important <laughs> to my childhood. Sure. Uh, the mystery remains unsolved, but uh, reports seem to think that, uh, no, there wasn't. And, and, All right. And it was a made-up memory of someone else. So, possible, I guess. I guess. Um <laughs> But anyway, who's more rock and roll than Justin Bieber? Well, here's the we thing. We don't have time to rattle off that list. I was going to say, we could probably make a pretty quick list. Um, there's a lot of... Ro- Justin Bieber is many things, but I don't think he's rock and roll. I agree with you. So, we're talking... I feel like all the... We're about to get into territory where, like, all the listeners that, like, really liked our post and our content over the past few weeks are just going to drop the fuck off. No. No, 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 no. This is going to be a really reasonable discussion about Justin Bieber. So, what we're discussing (laughs) here is 2011 Justin Bieber. So, like... Yes. Pretty early on in careers. Because I'm pretty sure Justin Bieber's first hit singles hit airwaves, like, 2009, 2010. That sounds right. I was a senior in college. I have a very distinct memory of riding around in my friend's car because I couldn't drive. And so... Uh, the radio was on and Baby was playing and I was like this could be a woman which is like the joke everyone makes because it could be a woman Justin Bieber at 17 had a very feminine sounding voice I mean he was a few years younger than you even I think I'm like you're only a year younger than me but like I think he was like 27 right now oh damn okay yeah okay 
Sure. So in the year as someone whose voice like never fully changed, like I I get it. I mean, Justin Bieber was always going to be fucked up, right? Because he was literally right. plucked from obscurity and made to be a star as a child. Like he's a ch- he's on the like child star train wreck machine. Right. So like, right. Is Justin Bieber fucked up? Yes. Do I think some Justin Bieber songs slap? Absolutely, I do. There, I, I mean, yeah, there are a few out there that are hits. And yeah. that had, I had at least one of his songs that was performed in this episode on my iPod. It was "Baby, Not Someone to Love." Um, I, I guess of the two, I get that. It was the hit. It was that one, and there was one other yeah. one, but I don't remember what it was called. Um, okay. And so... Sam attempts his Bieber cover band, his one-man Bieber cover band, the Justin Bieber at Mitzvah gigs, the Justin Bieber experience. <laughs> At bat mitzvahs in Ohio, and I am hard pressed to believe that there are that many Jews in Ohio that you can book multiple bat mitzvahs. There was probably at least two. At least two bat mitzvahs. I'd buy yeah. that. So I, it only has um, to be more than one, and I do believe that this is a very valid business model for him. Like absolutely, this is a good savvy plan just to make money, if nothing else. If nothing else, but I he would definitely have more success. In a New York, in a well, Massachusetts. Yeah. This episode, this is the first thing, I'm splitting perhaps. hairs. I'm fully well, splitting hairs. I'm going to give it to you, though, because I noted a second thing that was like, you did not really take pl- into a joke that was geographically inaccurate. So I will give you that the writers were probably like, who hasn't been to a thousand bat mitzvahs in their life? And no one from the Midwest is in the writer's room, so no one could be like, no. Right. I actually don't <laughs> know if any of the writers were from the Midwest, but... Still, you get it. Anyway. It's funny to watch Sam get fully mobbed by 13-year-olds, because I believe, yeah. I'm honestly a little, I'm just proud of him. I think he came up with a good plan to at least No, good for him. Credit where credit's due. Um, yeah. And he's talented. Yes. Plays his own guitar. I don't even think Justin Bieber did that. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. Then we cut to the hallway. We got Rachel and Brittany, because uh, I wrote Leah's making a comeback, but Rachel's Ew. making a comeback. Well, mm. comeback is clearly the word of the day, yep. right? Brittany is supposed to make one of Rachel's signature looks popular, but messed it up because she started wearing leg warmers on her arms. I wish this plot had been more. I wish some. I wish this had yeah. been. We could have gotten rid of one of the other four plots that was happening, and sure. did this one more because the idea of Rachel trying to use Brittany as an influencer before that was even a thing is like hilarious to me yeah and i want to know how that got started i guess like because yeah you could have had a whole thing about rachel being like britney now that you're wearing street clothes instead of your cheerleading uniform people are taking notice like there's right. been talk on jacob ben israel's blog about how you have good fashion sense as i noted last episode and, mm. I, and she's like i will pay you to dress like me or to use some of my pieces and it could have been like a right. whole thing and fleshed out more that could about have been our exposition yeah, yeah. And fleshed out, and you could have had, like, even more scenes with people dressing like Rachel Berry, but they're actually dressing like Britney as Rachel Berry. Right. It would have been a much funnier... That could have funnier, been the whole arc, yeah. Like, focus more on that and get rid of one of the other million and then things. I, and then I think the ending would have paid off better. Yes. <laughs> I love Britney's line, can I wear them tomorrow? I forget what um what they were talking about. I forget if it was the leg warmers on her legs or something, yeah. but... Um, she says, can I wear them tomorrow? I thought today was summer and no one taught me how to read a calendar. That's why she put the leg warmers on her arms. Right. And, like, what I want to know is, 
what preschool slash elementary school did she go to and what are the rest of those classmates doing now right oh my god if no one learned how to read a calendar no it was just her everyone else got through it and she was just <laughs> she missed that day it didn't go in um i'm honestly kind of obsessed with the leg warmers on the arms as someone i that I kind was a of, whole thing i i sort of do that now because i have a pair of like they're not really fingerless gloves they are just leg warmers that happen to have a thumb hole that i keep at work because i get cold hands yeah but i remember i guess it was like 20 2007 2008 where i remember like arm warmers were kind of a thing yes you're absolutely right and so this isn't too far off albeit a little passe or whatever but that's rachel berry so that's rachel berry we get a full-on suit tantrum in the hallway love to see it despite it being about abusing the glee kids yes she seems to be torturing everyone but does say out loud like you glee kids better watch out specifically so right which cuts to yeah emma and will trying to have like a a brainstorm about her she walks in (sighs) and and will says life is beautiful and i kind of blacked out there i don't remember much else about that uh, other than her saying uh that she was talking about her epic decline Mm -hmm. she has not felt good about something since that right and uh, she shouted out her lacar again, and the only thing that's made her feel better was belting out that song, which I didn't write down, so I forget what it was. Me neither, but music made her feel better, so naturally, and- Emma's solution is you should be in Glee Club. It helped those football players a couple episodes ago. I have a right. pamphlet. The pamphlet is titled, I'm Too Depressed to Even Open This Pamphlet. God bless Glee for doing Pamphlet Watch for us. I know, thank you. It really helped us out this time. Uh, I did love that she, I, I, I was very happy about the pamphlet yes. watch. <laughs> and at least she could justify, like, Sue's joining Glee Club for the week is literally the same plot. But I guess at least she could justify that it worked for the football players. So let's just try right. that for everyone's problems now. Glee can heal all. I mean, let's, I mean, let's talk about that. I, I do want to just acknowledge sponge hair square chin. Very good. Very good <laughs> insult to Will Schuster. We do love that, um, yes. But she, we do cut to the Glee Club. Someone says, I guess Will says, Sue has taken her share of licks. Santana. Santana goes just wanky. Wanky. If anyone's going to, if anyone's going to carry that on, I'm glad it's her. Yeah. The kids and, are obviously re- pretty resistant. Sue makes a joke about Santana saying that she has a perfect yes. shot to take a blowgun to her nannies, which is a funny way to <laughs> say boobs. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> I left my air gun at home airbags because I got a clear shot at your nannies. Oh, Lordy. Um. And as we know, Sue, as Will says, is a proven champion. Mm-hmm. She's no longer a threat to you guys. Mm, that hallway scene a couple minutes earlier would prove otherwise, but okay. <laughs> right. Let's just ignore the fact that Tina was right in the line of fire. Literally. But they talk about who else is going to regionals. So it's them, it's the Warblers, and it's Aural Intensity again. Yeah, and Mercedes says something like they really knocked our clocks or something. I didn't write it down. Yeah. I should have, but it was and- a really weird metaphor. What I loved is when she mentioned, or when Will mentioned uh, the Warblers, Sue goes, sweet porcelain. Sweet porcelain. <laughs> that was funny. She referring misses to him. Kurt, of course. But this year, this year, we're doing anthems, guys. So it's not- What is an anthem? It's not just that they're doing anthems. It's that the show choir gods declared there was a theme this year, and the yes, theme yes, is yes, yes, anthem. Yes. So everyone has to do anthem. What the fuck is an anthem? Because- 
here's my hot take now. I don't think a single anthem was sung this episode. I disagree. I One was sung. One was sung. Okay. It's the one at the end. I still don't think of that as an anthem song. I guess because I think of anthem as anything that like has a message or any sort of a rallying yeah, vibe. I guess. Justin, the Justin Bieber songs that we kind of jump right into because yeah, Sam jumps into uh, Baby by Justin Bieber knowing that he is now a teenage sex symbol or whatever. Right. Not an anthem. Not no, an anthem. not an anthem. But he, they like like the show knows it's not an anthem. Like the show doesn't make a right a justification as to why this song is an anthem. It's clear that uh, Cord Overstreet is misunderstanding the assignment. Um, right. And just wants to sing Justin Bieber. I did find it funny that as they were talking about it, Sue goes, "Let her speak." Yes. <laughs> and really, something about this look really accentuates how big his mouth is. I will say. Yes. There's a lot of... Yes. It's really noticeable in this episode. Right. So he starts to sing Baby. And I feel like we were all Lauren Zeiss in this yeah. episode, in this situation where all we're just kind of like, huh? I don't know. I might be team Tina, who, Tina, who says, this is actually a really good song. Like, no, I won't say that Baby by Justin Bieber is a really good song, but like... It's here, and it's a... It's a bop. It's a teenage it's bop, and you're like, yeah. Yes. I... It does not have a grand swell of emotion, as Will Schuster no. puts it. He's actually really good at it. Yeah. I would say, great cover by Cordover Street, yes. Sam, what's his nuts? I The dance, he was dancing. He's not the best dancer. He did fine job. Like, he did yeah. well. He did the toe standy thing he won too say, many times. But, like, that's a throwback to the sectionals episode where, like, right. he was dancing to Dog Days Are Over and you kind of watched Court Overstreet learn that he can do that on stage. Right. And now he's like, this is my signature move now. Yes. Um, I liked, And Harry Shum Jr. was quaking. Yeah. I liked hearing this song in what is essentially a lower register because Justin Bieber, as we've discussed, sounds very feminine. So it's fun hearing it sung yeah. by... Someone whose a voice man. has dropped, essentially. Yeah. Um, I thank our lucky stars that they just cut Ludacris's verse from this because I had a brief fear. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if it's the remix or always, but Ludacris has a verse. He comes in and just goes, Forgot Luda. about that. And I had a big fear. <laughs> I had big fear that Artie was just going to roll up gonna... and be like, when I was 13, Dude, I, I had, had my, my first, first love. love. I cannot believe. How did I ever forget about that? Holy shit. That was the age of Ludacris walking into pop songs. She had me going daily. Don't need no Starbucks. Oh my god. I just remembered he did one he did one with Jesse McCartney, too. Is that... Around that time, I think. Jesse McCartney did one with T-Pain, also. Is that what you're thinking of? I... Maybe... Body language? No. The, no, this was How Do You Sleep, because I remember oh, actually wow. kind of liking that song. Well, Jesse... Good for and, Jesse and McCartney. I remember, yeah, and I remember watching that with one of our friends from college <laughs> and being like, wait, what's going on here? Because Luda just, like, literally drove up. Um, yeah! Oh my anyway. god, yeah! Wait! <laughs> Yeah, Elisa and I. Yeah. Like, we watched that video twice in a row just so we were like, okay, let's break this down. What's happening? I wonder what Ludacris is um, doing today. Not, me too. Not much, from what I can tell. Um, I mean, there are less features uh, yeah. that are... I, maybe there are, and I don't know. I only listen to the same five artists, apparently. Oh, well. Um, 
And then we end this. We end the song with Sue going, "I gotta get that girl on the Cheerios." Yeah, all the girls end up like this is the key part that every man in the audience is confused, and all the girls get yes. into it. They're like, "You know what? Yeah." yeah. I think it's supposed to be implied that it's like the magical power of Justin Bieber, but I like right. to take it more as they're just like understanding that this is fun performing and that Sam's like committing to the bit and it, it's working yeah. for them that way. Sure. More so than the sexual power of Justin Bieber, which I don't like that <laughs> sentence at all. Yikes. Not cool then, not cool now. Nope. So then we cut to the bathroom where the dudes want in on this Justin Bieber experience yes. because they have underestimated his power. Yeah. Imagine four beavers. Sure. Um, they just they explain that they need this because they are all in the post Valentine's Day lull. Sure. Here's where my joke that they made a joke that I think is poorly written because Artie says like they're so full from their C's candy and then they come down from their sugar high and realize that things aren't as exciting right now. C's candy is primarily a California-based candy company. <laughs> Jeez, I've never heard of that. Exactly, before. because never it's heard of it. very, very West Coast, and I know this because my mom's like best friend lives in San Francisco, and so every time she would go to visit, she'd get C's candy. Bring it back. Yeah. Okay, I know in what you're fact, talking. I've I've seen that. Yeah. When yeah, I went I know to exactly visit a friend in about. California, she was annoyed that we didn't fly into LAX because there's a C's candy in LAX, and she thought I could bring her back some. But I didn't because I didn't go to one. Yeah. So it's a very, like, <laughs> California brand. Like, you can get it outside of California, but it's generally West Coast. Right. So the idea of it being in Ohio in 2011 means that the writers did not think this through. Yes. Agreed. That's so. Also, Mike says that it, to illustrate that him and Tina are in a little, they're making out in the hallway and she's playing Angry Birds on her phone over his shoulder. Yes. And she. She's not even interested in his abs anymore. Guide, remember Angry Birds? Remember Angry Birds? That was that was 2011 in a nutshell. It has like several movies about it. Yeah, more than one. Yeah, there's several Angry Birds movies, and no one's happy about it. <laughs> nope. Um. So I forget exactly how it happens, but like Finn responds to Sam in this way. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Hey, no, we didn't kiss. She saved my life." Right. And all I and like I wrote down like so like. Finn knows that, Sam knows that, Finn knows that, yep. Sam knows that. That's not really true. Right. Because you just see the smug smirk as he walks away. And I'm Finn like, really this thinks is... he's getting away with something in some ways, but, like, it's just... Nah. Nah. We cut to Rachel's to-do list. Uh, Rachel's to-do list, mm -hmm. watch. Uh, Celine Dion's birthday. Okay. Friend request to Barbara Streisand. And margaret in concert. Avatar on Ice audition. Which Avatar... That's what I want to know. When? Is she going for Navi or is she going out for Katara on ice? It's got to be Navi because this this show it's gotta be. this show is double down on its jokes of James Cameron's Avatar, right? And it definitely didn't. These kids were not aware enough to have enjoyed Nickelodeon's. I'll give you that hit. And also Avatar. Actually, I think James Cameron's Avatar would probably translate beautifully to an ice show, but that's. That's another. I've never seen it. I've only seen it once. I don't know a single thing about it, but I think just the <laughs> visuals alone, and like it'd be like cool. It'd be pretty. Yeah, I believe that. Um, so every so of course in the true trendsetter fashion, everyone is wearing leg warmers on their arms. 
Someone literally calls Britney a hero. Right. Oh, I guess it's, it's Tina. Tina. Tina, I think, calls Britney a hero. And she's right. And Rachel wants her money back, but God bless Britney. She gave it to her uncle's goat. Yes, for goat food. For goat food because her uncle lost her job, but the goat just ate the money. So I guess it's sort, of, kiss. sort of like goat food. Yeah, in a way. Mission accomplished. Then the assignment, as Rachel put it, puts it, is to dress exactly like her. Yes. Which she calls sexy school girl librarian chic, then immediately says, get going, Kids Are Us closes at 6 p.m. sharp. Perfect Glee dialogue. Yes. That right there, that's what the show needs to be. Even though I take offensive uh, to her describing her sense of style as librarian chic. But, like, also I can't too much because it does involve a lot of cardigans. But I think that's a me problem because, like I said, I'm very cold all the time and I need layers. <laughs> I relate, though. It's fine. You and me both. I wore this choker to work today. You don't see Rachel Berry wearing this throwback 90s tattoo choker, do you? Yeah, but you're, like, alt and stuff. Yeah. In a good way. That's me. <laughs> I'm wearing my... I'm fully wearing an outfit from Target and also... <laughs> <laughs> everything i own is from target and also this tattoo choker yeah because i'm a millennial uh, very 90s yeah uh so sue's lust for life is renewed mm -hmm. because she is poised to destroy the glee club from within great because everyone fell for her pity party so not only did we have awful suicide jokes yeah. they were fake outs on purpose sure i guess it's fine it's whatever sue's still the villain I would have preferred Sue's, it to yeah. not be a twist that Sue is still just playing them. And it was actually about Sue getting her groove back through the power yeah. of song. But that would have been, that would have been enough. But I guess we needed an excuse to have literally a 10 minute, not even a 10 minute, a five minute plot about her pitting Rachel and Mercedes against Look, each other. Here's the thing though, Karina. Yes. We got the sing off. I know we did. Um, So Sue does the classic, Oh, Rachel said this about you. Mercedes said this about you. They meet in the hallway, right. agree to do a diva off. Another one. Sure. It's sure. whatever. Um, they're going to destroy their new friendship. They were just becoming close. And now they're going to break it off again because they need to be a diva. Yeah. And then Mercedes says, I have to go get my cross trainers. Why? I'm going to be doing some runs. I love it. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. So we'll get back to that. We'll put, we'll yes, be returning put a pin. to a sing off. <laughs> right um instead but enter the bieber boys first so <coughs> okay i got too excited about <laughs> i got too excited about 2011 bieber first i need you all to remember that bieber's iconic look is what they're doing it's like that american apparel yeah. sweater with like solid color white stitching and white like um drawstring hood up I fully wrote swept bangs the Justin Bieber starter kit. Yeah. Uh, we also have to talk about the fact that they said to Puck, we'll have to figure out what to do with your hair. So they have gotten right. him one of those that are now very trendy, I will say. A clip-on bang. Just a casual clip-on bang that he's presumably tucked into the front of his mohawk. So if he pulled his hood down, it would just be mohawk <laughs> bang piece. Bang. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Hilarious. It's somehow both black and Bieber appropriation. It's wild. Yes. Somehow. Um, this was where I was afraid this was going to be a Justin Bieber episode, and I was, like, no. buckling up to just be really annoyed. Thank God it wasn't. So, anyway, they sing Somebody to Love as the four of them. Yeah, not to be confused with the Queen song, this is Justin Bieber's song called Somebody to Love. Yes. 
which they do a great job with. There's great dancing. There's a lot of chalk being thrown so around or something. This is it's not a one for one recreation, but it is a homage to the actual music video. Um, I figured, which I went and watched afterwards because um, I sent this to Rascal to be like, "Hey, do you have any feelings about this song?" Because I sometimes our taste in pop music aligns. In this case, it does not. Um, <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Um, that's why I was curious. And she's like, I am concerned that Glee invented dabbing because there are several times that the Glee Clubbers do hit the dab in this. And I went and watched Justin's music video and he does not hit the dab. So it might be Glee's fault. Who's to say? Well, shit. Um, (laughs) Allegedly, we're not accusing Glee. No, nor if you think you invented dabbing, are we taking that away from you? I believe you. I'm just saying there was some questionable dance moves. Um, You're right. This is Kevin McHale's Wheelhouse. You can really tell that yeah. he got his start in boy band. Artie sounds it's a good choice for singing this. This is also a yes. song that featured Usher on... Right. So I'm, once, I'm glad they did not do that. They really strayed away from adding in the featured artist verse. And I'm proud of right. them. Right. Good on them. Usher, who discovered Justin Bieber. Yes. That was his whole, like, kickstart. Yep. Well, so at one point, like, and as from the music video, they dropped down this lighting piece that it was just like a bunch of fluorescent light tubes. It seems stuck in a. Yeah. It was very flattering. The boys looked great. It was very intricate, like very well done. And like we cut to Will and Will is like, OK, Will's kind of vibing in that clear, like, I'm a too yeah. old for this, but I'm glad they're happy. All the girls are into it. They're having like Front a row, fun time rushing the stadium or the rushing the stage. And I like that they're all so endeared by the fact that their boyfriends are pretending to be Justin Bieber. I'm glad that's something that's working for them. Yeah, this was where I was like, oh yeah, this makes sense for teenagers right? in 2011. Like, like I, this is. Yeah. They're basically in the demographic because I was like 17 when Justin Bieber was was like coming out, and I was like not into it like that, but I was like, he's fun. I didn't. Sure. But I so I can imagine girls a couple years younger could have been more into the like, yeah, he's hot. Yeah. Anyway, Finn is perturbed to say the least. He is. And Quinn, who is going back and forth on her Friday plans, mm-hmm. suddenly decides she's not available to do something with Finn Friday because she is going to go to Color Me Mine with Sam. Yeah, she makes her choice after seeing this performance of Justin Bieber's "Someone to Love," sung by another yes. man. Lauren, however, mm-hmm. gives Puck a C plus. Yeah. But she may have a proposition for him. Keep you posted. I want more of the wholesome Sam winning Quinn over plot. Yes. In a way. Not the way that it ends with yeah. Sam breaking up with her. Spoiler alert or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if but, you even have spoilers on an, on an episode that everyone should have watched already. Right. Uh, yeah, right? Um, I, like That was really cute. That was really sweet. But Santana coming in for the kill. She's just here to fuck shit up, huh? She's here to fuck shit up. It's wild. She serves a function. I can't tell if it was supposed to be implied that his turret is Justin Bieber. Decide, like, something clicked in Santana's mind that she's, like, decided he is a worthy conquest now. Or if she's just here because her mono plan hasn't fully broken anyone up and she still just wants to fuck shit up. I truly think it's still for revenge. I hope so, because... That's the better of the two options. <laughs> um, oh, uh, we cut to the hallway where Quinn says, Sam's an artist, Finn. Yeah, I guess. And that really turns me on. I hate that she she does so much whispering in people's ears about what turns her on or makes her hot. And I wish that wasn't a trait yeah. she had. Also, 
Agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but sh- I'm sorry, but you could have seen that one I, coming. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so yeah, Sam's an artist, I guess, by considering because he puts on a purple sweatshirt and sings Justin Bieber. But sorry, I'm laughing at something else because I just remembered that I have been passing the gap every day. <laughs> it's haunting you. It's haunting me fully. Haunted by the gap. Anyway. Um, I do kind of, I will give Glee a small amount of credit that Quinn mentions like, oh, it's about Sam and him having like, just going for it, kind of like having confidence in himself and just being like right. fully committing to the bit basically is what's the real draw. Not so much the Bieber of it all, just him like having fun being creative. Yeah. Sure. Kind of the way, kind of the way that Madonna empowered all the women. Yeah. Except it's Justin Bieber, not Madonna. Those two artists are not the same. (laughs) Very much no. Um, So we cut to Lauren being undefeated at wrestling. Hell yeah. I'd much rather see this than her eating. I mean, that's another plot line that we could do more with is just diving into Lauren as a character. That would have been awesome. Albeit fully punching below her weight class, but again, splitting hairs. So... Lauren actually asks Puck for advice. She's actually nervous to sing, mm-hmm. uh, even though Puck says she's the most confident girl that she knows, or that he knows. Right. And we go to the age-old trick of imagine the audience in their underwear. Ian, have you ever done this? No, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's because I never understood why people said that until today when I watched this episode. And it's because you're imagining them in a more vulnerable position than you. Than you. Yes. Which makes perfect sense when you say that yes i guess no one's ever explained why we why they people suggest that until puck explained it today right so at least for me yeah no that's fair i've also never done it because i i don't think it would work um right yeah so i have it's not a bone to pick but i'm i've noticed i'm noticing something so go on <laughs> quinn uh quinn lauren says to puck i want to make my glee club solo debut and Puck mm-hmm. responds affirmatively. But what he says is the following word. He goes, Shibby. This is the second time now that Glee has started using what I believe are fully nonsense and made up slang words. Last week we had tenderoni. Okay, speaking of which. Yes. Pu- okay, shout out to uh, one of our commenters. Uh, I'm going to pull up the name right now because I have to give you your flowers. Shout out to um to Instagram user Nicole R Ann uh for letting us know that tenderoni is just one of the lyrics. It's just a word in the lyrics of PYT, which I've never what? I don't know how many times I've heard that song, including when we talked about it on this podcast, have never listened to the words. Could not could not confirm that that was a lyric until Oh my god, it's literally in the first verse. Right. Fully grazed past it. Well, that being said, we are still making shirts. Fair enough. I, and then I went back and watched that song. Not even watched the song. I just went to the end just so I can watch Finn go, Tenderoni! Wow. I can't believe this is, this ruins my whole conspiracy theory that Glee writers were trying to make up their own high school slang to be cool. Because, honestly, well, now I got to find out where does Shibby come from? Well, and I, I would fully believe that, like, maybe one of them, like, was a Michael Jackson fan and, like, picked out that word and was like, you know, it's a weird word, this one. Let's see if we can, like, get a thing going. 
I mean, it is, Chibi is in Urban Dictionary. I'm afraid to ask it means what it's supposed like, to mean. Oh, it has several meanings, but one of them is an adjective used to describe something cool. Like, in this example, Shibby, I found some jelly beans. So, I guess... <laughs> I guess... <laughs> I guess Buck was Why? using it appropriately. Why? Oh, sweetie. This article, is, this, this was from 2003. Shibby, I found some jelly beans. It can also be a term like if someone's hot they are shibby i don't know i don't know about that one shibby is a word that can be molded to your own for whatever you need basically okay so if it means everything then it means nothing come on why have puck say it i guess maybe it was cool at one time if you magical commenters come and let us know please we are so happy to hear that that we that we we're just dumb and maybe shibby is something i can't believe it's just a lyric from PYT. <laughs> right. Good for Finn for Fucking not being wow. as dumb as we are, I guess. This time. This <laughs> the one, one time, time. The one time. So Credit where credit's due and nothing more. Yeah, uh, Shibby, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Found some jelly beans. Holy shit. Oh, Shibby. Um, Maybe I'm going to start, oh, start using it. We can make it the thing now. We'll bring it back. Right. If it was ever here, exactly. we're going to bring it back. Yes. Well. Um, but let's talk about the sing-off. Ian, here we are. Here Do we are. Do you recall... We made it. ...months ago when we watched for our hashtag Boko, and we, I said, Ian, they sing this song in Glee. Who do you think sings it? Who did I say? You said your first guess was Santana and Britney, which is arguably a better oh. pairing. You did guess, and then you were like, "What? it's probably going to be some random pairing. Like, I think you said, like, Mercedes and someone. So you were, like, almost uh -huh. there. You got really close. Oh, dang. You got close. You were right that it was just some random pair. Because it's just... It's time for Rent, guys. It's time for Rent. Um, which I'm surprised we are... It took us this long to yeah. get here. Um, I'm surprised we have not seen a season of love. Well, yet. yeah. Um, not a winter, spring, summer. I am also uh, surprised... I guess I'm both surprised and not surprised that this is the first... Like, this is the Rent song to go with. It is, but... And it's like, they sound awesome doing yeah. it. I didn't, and like, what I can, the way I can sum up this whole episode too is the way I would sum up like my thoughts on the song, which was, they start off with something random and you're like, okay, what? I, I guess. And then they end off, and then they end up like really winning you over. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's because they start out as divas. They end up back as friends, right. like the, really just celebrating each other, which I love. Yeah. The power love of a rent duet brought them back together as friends. Yeah. Great. So it's so I just I would have loved to have just seen the song have have they been saying hey mm -hmm. we are looking for sectional song or regional songs uh come in with your thoughts and ideas and they just do that right. song because it's fun they sound great singing it and they have a lot of fun so we didn't need the Sue trying to break them apart and then getting brought back together by this song they could have just if they needed to throw in this duet to fill it up at the time they could have just done it like right. we think this is an anthem and it's still not it's not an anthem not an anthem it is fully not an anthem but it is a, a duet it's a, it's a duet it's a classic um Fully on brand for two high school girls with amazing voices yes. to choose that song. A song I truly never get tired of yeah. hearing, of, too. For my so. money, I'd much cool. rather watch a, a Amber Riley doing this 
Um, yeah. It does feel a little bit like Leah Michelle is doing an Idina impression. Yes, whereas, but you know what I just thought? Yeah, oh, go on, well, go on. whereas Amber Riley's just, like, making it more of her own. Right. Two things I thought of while watching the song. Yes. One, I would actually love to see Amber Riley as Maureen. Yeah. I think that would be an awesome take. Two, I think this would have been an excellent um, Santana Mercedes duo. Yes, and I think that might have been one of the options you said. Um Okay. I'll have to double t- I meant to double check today, but then I went to works, and you know how that is. Yeah, bummer. Um, also, shout out to the band of Emplatin brass players behind them. Yes. That seem to really be loving it. It's a good number. They ha- and they just have so much fun number. at the end of it. It's a pretty good cover. Like I said, Leah Michelle's literally just basically like auditioning for Rand and Amber Riley's like, how can I make this Broadway song more Amber Riley? And right. we love that for her. Yeah. And then when they end, there's just the one dude at the piano in the background where, like, again, you know, the director that day was like, y- you gotta cheer for right. them. Right, you really, come on, show us a little bit of spirit. <laughs> and that he did. Um, good for him. I hope you enjoyed the 30 cents that we just gave yep. you from this stream. Um, Will wants to take Sue somewhere because she knows... Or he knows that she is trying to destroy the Glee Club from within. Yeah, he she goes into his office, and behind her, like, on the wall by his door, is a handmade painted sign that just says Glee Club Rocks with some silver music notes underneath it. And it's t- clearly <laughs> hand-painted, and I want to know who made it and for what context. Okay. One, fully missed that. Two, I have ideas. I think... It was Rachel Berry in that episode where she was in love with Shu, and, and to get close to him, she did exactly that. She went to Color Me Mine and made him a poster that says, Glee Club Rocks, <laughs> in shades of blue to match his eyes. Oh, God. I don't know what color Matthew Morrison's oh. eyes are, and I hope to never find out. <laughs> right. Don't don't write no. in. Um, write in about anything else <laughs> except Justin Bieber and Matthew Morrison's eye color. <laughs> So he <laughs> cut to them. Will's like, I'm going to make you a better person or whatever. Cut to them. <laughs> cut to them strolling through a hospital. It's Will oh, holding a ukulele. This is a threat. <laughs> I just feel like if you, if you work in a hospital... Like, and you work with sick kids, and you see a white man walking through your halls with a ukulele, you're just like, oh, he thinks he's doing, like, he's here to do a nice thing, and we're glad, and the it's kids like, oh, probably... Are... He's here to he's here to sing to children with cancer, isn't he? Uh, and yes, that is exactly what he's, he's here, here to for do. It. All the nurses are like, you know, the kids love it, but God, he really feels... God, I can't handle the I'm yours somewhere over the rainbow duet mashup one more fucking time. I will kill myself. They don't do that, um, at least. They don't. They come in. At least. Those are real kids with cancer, by the way. Um, Yes. Shout out to Glee. Two points to Glee. Glee. Not a real nurse, though. The nurse is an actor. Um, Which, okay, fun fact. I thought that might have been the woman who's playing Elsa on the Frozen tour right now. Is it? It's not. It is Wendy the Waitress from How I Met Your Mother. She did look familiar. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, Because that was where I had to pause the episode and not take my notes, but find out who that was. Um, Will refers to his ukulele as his special little guy, and I think that's terrifying. Yeah, you right. Correct response. Don't do that, Will. That's not a good name for a ukulele. (laughs) 
Another scene where this started out with like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And ended with, okay, yeah, that was actually kind of a good idea. It's it's Matthew Morrison. It's really Matthew Morrison singing this little light of mine. Um, right. It's Matthew kids. Morrison being charming. It's it's here to make you cry. And it works. Yeah. Like, you feel like an asshole for saying like, this scene was, this scene sucked because it's like, well, but it's these six kids getting to be on the TV show and sing with Matthew and Morrison. I and I maybe maybe it's just like maybe that's on us or at least me for like having the negative intention of like Glee's going to make the joke about kids with cancer. Yes, Glee was at least not willing to make jokes about kids with cancer. So, right. So and so to be pleasantly surprised by that, like I don't know if that says more about me or the show. It says that Glee is working with a very low bar from us. Right, yep, that's it, yeah, hence this whole fucking podcast idea. Yeah. Um, so, you can hear Sue harmonizing a little bit while they're singing this little light of mine, that's kind of cute. I do love seeing that, and of course maybe the, of course this is also clearly Jane Lynch yeah. enjoying it, Right. but suspending disbelief, seeing it as Sue having her Grinch heart warmed yet again. Only for a little it. bit though, because by the end of the episode it appears to be gone again. Um, of course, because we it's Glee, we can't learn from our mistakes. We can't have nice things. <laughs> and I love how she ends the scene with her smiling yeah. at the kid and then looking at Will and going, I'll never forgive you for this. Right. And then Will going, like, I hope you won't. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be, I don't know, if you had ended the episode there, maybe it would have hit better. But instead, we have to go and talk about Rachel being an influencer again, so. Right, I and I have that, you could have ended the episode here, note, like, three yeah. times. Yeah, there's um, too much plot in this episode too much plot that says nothing and nothing anyway. happens yeah everyone is wearing um the rachel berry chic except except rachel shows up in a reindeer sweater not a, which why would you do that that's not a carousel horse like the rest of us yes. and i love that quinn super sincerely goes if you need somewhere to look just look at britney she's an icon she's a fashion yes icon. all of them so it's britney sweater watch instead britney is wearing a sweater with a carousel horse on it um they, she does look great. Admittedly, they all kind of look great wearing this. Like, yes. It's got a headband, a miniskirt, like knee-high socks, and a sweater with a carousel horse on it. Right. It's a look. And even when we cut to Quinn later on when she gets dumped, yeah. she's wearing that outfit and looks right, great. They all look great. One of them says, like, it's such a flattering outfit for everyone. And, like, they're kind of yeah. right. I guess it's flattering right. for all the actresses who work at Hollywood on a TV show. <laughs> Fair. Sure. They don't show Lauren Zeiss wearing their influence. I wanted outfit. to see her in it. But I guess... I wanted to see her in that. It's probably like, oh, but she's so confident she doesn't buy into trends and not like, but she's our one plus size girl. I don't think we see Mercedes right. in it either, so... Hmm. Mm. Minus one point to Glee. Yes, so um, Britney is an influencer better than Rachel could ever hope to be, which honestly tracks. Yeah, and she's the one with the Teen Vogue interview today. Yes. Shout out to Teen Vogue. After giving her some tough love, you're not a trendsetter. When people look at you, they 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 see a cat getting its temperature taken, and then they hear it scream. Yeah, very, very funny. Good. Which I think there was something to this scene where they actually talk about how almost like Rachel doesn't need a comeback. Right. Rachel, the way similar to how we had put it in the past few episodes, Glee Club. Having gotten sports popularity from yep. uh, that episode, they won sectionals again. Right. They won sectionals last year. Like, Rachel 
is more really or less at the top respected. of her game. Yeah, yeah, she's at the top of her game. She just got dumped. She has nothing that's to come the only back thing. From. She got dumped, and so that's what she's trying to make a comeback from. Right. Which, sure, because she's trying to like rebrand herself, etc. Get that. But at the same time, Britney's also right. Yeah. The difference is, I think, supposed to be, like that Britney can carry herself with an effort- effortless confidence that Rachel is carrying herself with like an undercurrent of anxiety. <laughs> Right, and that's which, you probably know, the main difference. It's not about the outfit. It's how you wear the outfit. Yes, take note. Sure. <laughs> sure, I don't know. Um, Lauren's Lauren has a song. Yeah. Lauren has her first song. She calls up Britney. And I know she, what guys yeah, want. I know what, I, I know what boys like is actually the title. Yes. But I know what guys you. want is the next lyric. She calls up. Fun fact, I, I didn't know any of the the titles of these songs. Really? Except for the Justin Bieber yeah. song, like when it came, like when they got to the song, like when they started doing Somebody Love, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then they sang the chorus. Right. I was like, okay, I'm with you. Um, This song is originally by The Waitresses. Um, mm. She calls up Tina and Brittany to be her backup dancers, and they know the choreography, and it involves a lot of ass shaking. Love it. Um, And she goes about imagining all of her classmates in her underwear. Here's the thing. I was slightly pressed for time when I watched this episode because I had sure. to go to work today, as mentioned. This episode required pause jokes to see what Lauren imagined each of the Glee Clubbers wears underwear. Once I know yes. for sure, Sam is in, like, children's pajamas. And someone, yep. either Quinn, uh, either Will or Sue, I think, is dressed up as a dominatrix. I didn't... Sue was dressed was as a Sue? dominatrix. Okay, I did thank catch God. that. Um, Sue was fully a dominatrix, which was so fucking funny. I will maybe go back and try to get some screenshots. Don't hold me to that. But I was like, I should go back and look. But I was like, oh, I gotta finish these notes. <laughs> and I remember Rachel's was like plaid argyle yes. kind of thing, like a slip. So they they um, were very quick cutaways. I don't know, like maybe there's a reason they had to be so quick. Right, unclear. And like, of course, I th- I think uh, Mike Chang's like was just the underwear yeah. because abs. right. It was it was very clearly deliberate underwear choices and i like that they put some right. thought into it and you know what good for them they got their extra yeah pay bump for showing up for working in their underwear. and it works for lauren it was she gets increasingly more confident she's putting yeah. a lot of boys faces in her breasts to mix yeah. reactions to that mixed reactions but at the end of the day everyone liked yeah. it so that's great and i like that it ended and even though you see some weird looks from like quinn about like will yeah, yeah that all the girls did get up and hype her up at the end because it's a big episode for yeah. women hyping up women which is which we love except for santana comes up to sam insults the size of his mouth um i did love the line uh your mouth to face ratio is is way off but you managed to be cute um when you're not moistening a stamp for a lazy giant <laughs> i like that santana believes that james earl jones shot martin luther king jr <laughs> Is that a thing? Like, I no, want to know. No, I don't think that is a thing. If it is, let us I, know. But I think... I feel like... I was afraid that I was missing a conspiracy theory there. I don't think there. so. Uh, anyway. She offers to be Sam's mistress. She specifically says mistress. This isn't us paraphrasing. She Correct. says she would be his mistress and help his clout at the school. And my note basically here is, like, she offers him the chance to show Finn he ain't shit. Right? Which, like, honestly, fair. He does right. need that. Another A-plus mouth. And another A plus mouth joke. Uh, even though you can unlock your jaw and swallow him like a python, I did like that one. <laughs> love it. So, no you know notes. we love a Fucking Santana love burn. We love them all. Yes. Oh, where? Is, and I don't remember the setting of this next one because my heading note is your Glee kids are a problem. None of them understood the assignment. I think they're which is, in the chorus room, 
And okay. Sue comes in and says, like, none of your Glee kids understood the assignment. True. Right. Cause, true. Because at most, at most, Lauren sang something of an anthem. I don't even just, know. Like, uh, I guess I really don't consider songs to be anthems. <laughs> Maybe that's a me problem. It's one of those things where you know it when you hear it. Because it's really about, like, rallying people. Right. And I, I think of it as kind of in the, like, show tunes context where it's like, like, there's a message, yeah. and, like, everything from Ragtime the Musical is an anthem. Uh, what was the other one? Um, like, Make Them Hear You. Uh, that is Ragtime. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forget what the other one is. Oh, no, it's all, yeah. it's all Ragtime. It's all Ragtime. There's literally a song from Chess called Anthem. Yeah. Um, I guess part of what I think of an anthem is that a song... <laughs> this is self-centered, I guess. I was like, it should be a song that most people know, and I didn't know this song that they sang, so... I mean, that's valid. Are you talking about the next yeah. one coming up? Yes. So Okay, let's talk about it. Will comes in. Or Will Sue is like, I have an idea. I have an anthem I want to sing. You've inspired me, but I need all the Glee kids to sing it with me. And then we cut to Rachel and Finn dressed as lumberjacks. Right. Why are they dressed as lumberjacks? Full brawny paper towel man energy. I don't understand what this song has to do with lumberjacks, um, but they start I singing don't either. My Chemical Romances Sing. I did not know. Can I tell you? Yes, you may. I've heard. Slow down, Ian. Yeah. I think this might be my favorite song of the series. Wow. I fucking love this song. Wow. I did not expect I, that. It like the Rachel, the Finchel of it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Once everybody was in with their lumber sexual like plaids. I mean, you know me. I'm a sucker for a plaid shirt. Right. But. Like, everybody together, that fucking worked. This was an anthem, because the lyrics are, like, sing, uh, yeah. what is the lyric I wrote here? Um, Like, sing for the ones that will hate your guts, sing for the boys, sing for the girls, yeah. like, sing for the blind, sing for the deaf. Like, that's an anthem. Like, it's a, ra- like, it's a rallying cry. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, like, the arrangement was perfect. The harmonies were excellent. I went back and watched this. Okay, I listened to the original one. Yeah. Because I, I thought I might have heard it. I have. Okay. And then I went back and watched this one again. Wow. Because this one got me, like, welled up. This one got me, like, this one got me in the feelings. Like, I loved this. I love that Sue was a part of it. I could have loved to have, like, it would have been great if she had a little solo here or there. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't mind Rachel being the main, like, soloist in this. I didn't mind Finn being a main soloist in this. The choreography, I mean... It's that's a loose term in this, but it right. was perfect for what it was. This easily could have ended the episode, and I would have been great. Wow, I'm honestly startled. Like I had, I didn't have a negative reaction to this song. I did have a negative reaction to the lumberjack of it all because, like, sure, why is Finn that's... wearing uh, one of those like fuzzy hats? And right, Sue comes out in like a plaid tracksuit, and I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. That was funny. Like, like yeah. at least <laughs> I, I appreciate the consistency. I will give you the lumberjack theme was a did, choice it they make, made a choice it didn't make any sense and then at one point like sue was like posing at the end like pumps her fist into the sky very much like we did it and i was like okay it got me it did not get me this did not <sighs> this did not hit at all for me it was fine oh man i liked listening to it i i got really distracted by the lumberjack and mostly to me i was sure. like there's a lot of singing like there's a lot of songs in this episode and this just felt like one more for them to do Oh no, I, oh man, I'm, I fully disagree. I'm it did, it did shocked. have gap ad energy in it to it, an extent. Yeah, but that's the thing. It didn't feel like. 
but it won me. I'm so happy. This is yeah. a. I did not. I had basically a neutral reaction to this performance. I didn't hate it, but I didn't feel particularly moved by it. Cut to full 180. Sam breaks it off with oh, Quinn. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite or whatever. Um, amazing direction in this moment where mm-hmm. uh, Sam says, look me in the eye and tell me you don't have feelings for him. And then close up on Quinn saying, I want to be with you, Sam. Right. But now he's with Santana. Sure. We didn't talk about how when Santana was, we mostly talked about him making her making fun of his mouth. But she does right. like literally say to him, like, you know, Quinn is lying about like yes. making out with Finn. She flat like, out you says, know you know, that, she's cheating on you. You know what truly happened between the two of them. And so right. this breakup scene later is him like being like, San- yeah, and now I'm with Santana because she. Right. <laughs> but then the breakup scene does end with <laughs> Sam in the background sadly singing a line of the Justin Bieber song. Wait, what did he sing? I can't believe I Oh my god, it's Sam going like that you'd always be mad. Oh man. Okay, yeah. As as she walks away, I was like, okay, that's fucking funny. And that kind of undercuts (sighs) the break like the breakup tension. Uh, I thought I froze for a second and I was just like holding very still. Um, (laughs) No, you froze um, organically. And uh, anyway, we cut to we got back to Glee Club for like the last time, I guess. Yeah. Um, they. I mean, yeah. If you yeah. ask me, Will's right. Kick butt song for regionals. Yeah, sure, fine. I think that could absolutely kill. Um, less lumberjack, but yeah, go for it. Less less lumberjack. Maybe have the one the costumes from your sectionals or whatever. Right. Um. Um. I do not believe Rachel knows my chemical romance at all. Everyone knows my chemical romance like a little bit. Like even if right. you don't I mean, like, know I them. believe I believe she she knows that uh that Black Parade song. I would mostly believe that she knows that my chemical romance is a band, not necessarily that she could name any of their songs. <laughs> Mercedes the look on Mercedes' face as Rachel is saying, uh, I don't think that song is good enough. We need to write one of our own originals, which is a <laughs> wild fucking assignment and Someone there has to know the fucking rules and has to let us it's know whether. It's such a big leap to go from like we need to do an anthem to uh, we need to write our own song. Right, and so they essentially and she says we can't lose regionals again. They put it to a vote. She loses. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, that's the end of Glee Club for this episode. Yes, but Sue enters. Will's like, "Hey, you were a fun addition." Charles Manson would have been a fun addition. She responds, which is hilarious. Yes. But now we got the episode drop that essentially is basically, I guess, the whole point of this lead up, which is literally the only thing of consequence, which is she is now the coach for Aural Intensity. Yes. So Sue is now the coach for a rival Glee Club. Will feels betrayed. Everything is basically right back where we started from. Maybe it's just my shitty memory, but which which was Aural Intensity? Not Vocal Adrenaline. They don't have Jonathan Groff. Right, but I could not, I have no recollection of. They, I guess, they must have come in second at uh, uh, regionals last year, because they lost to Jonathan Groff. But right. they must have done a number, I don't remember it. I'm trying to, like, find it in my notes. Um, let me see, let me Journey see. to regionals. Yeah. Uh, Josh Groban. Oh, yeah, actually, they were the ones who did the mashup of You Raise Me Up and Magic. Yes, that. The okay. Josh Groban reminded me. 
<laughs> right. Okay. We're back. Um. Anyway. So yeah, Sue's a Sue's a Glee Club coach now. She has to be always here to destroy the Glee Club. It, sure. It's you know, nothing changes. Cut to the hallway. Uh, Finn actually agrees with her that they the song isn't good enough. Fuck you. It is. Whatever. He thinks that they should do an original song, but wasn't willing to vote with her for whatever weird bureaucratic reasons he has. Peer pressure. It wouldn't have mattered, he says. Fine. He still believes in her, though. She doesn't need to make a comeback. No, wait, that's sure. not what he says. He says, I still believe in you, and the that old this Rachel re- that I fell in yes. love with, she's making a comeback. Right. And now, finally, after six different endings, the episode ends. Yes, yeah. I thought we were going on with that. You know, nope. it's just, it ends. It yeah, ends. you're right. <laughs> it, it's ended roughly six times, and but this time it ends with Finn right. saying he believes in Rachel. Dun dun. And now, okay. and now, he's uh, single. But will he try to date Quinn? We'll never know. I, sure. I I don't know. This <laughs> is this is like oddly the least invested of all of these half plots that we're getting. That's the one I'm least invested in. Is who's going who. Who Finn ends up with. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, we did, you know, that was an episode that was, A, that weird was to an watch. Episode. Yeah. And B, clearly somewhat cursed. Based yes. on our, our times trying to talk about it. Right. But let's talk about something else, which is to say the music of this episode. There was yes. a lot of it. Well, Ian, yes. you sort of spoiled it for ourselves. But I did. I am apologize, but let's go through the rigmarole anyway. Let's talk about anyway. it anyway. You have to pick a song from this episode to buy on iTunes. It'll probably cost a dollar twenty-nine. And your choices are this week: "Baby," "Somebody to Love," the Justin Bieber one, not the Queen one. "Take Me or Leave Me." Um, this little light of mine. I guess I'll count. Why not? Um, I know what boys like and sing. Ian, I'm going with saying, yeah, and you've already explained why. Right. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Your turn. I, well, I might go with the cover of "Somebody to Love," a Justin Bieber song I don't really care about. But like I said, there's something about the novelty of hearing Justin Bieber's early songs sung by people whose voices have dropped. That sure. Like, I almost went with Baby for that reason, but that's not mm. a song I like as much, and I like Kevin McHale more than I like Cordover Street. Sorry about it. There you go. <laughs> so, I'll go for it. Although, Sing would maybe also be a perfectly fine choice, because it's, like it's a good song from a yeah. listenability standpoint. It's very reasonable. Yeah. Um, I fully went down to My Chemical Romance. Like, like, I went through a bunch of their songs today Yeah. after I watched that episode just to be like, I know that I know them. Yeah. I know, like, I can name three My Chemical Romance songs. Is one of them Na Na Na? Yeah. Parentheses, Na 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 Na. Yeah, I know, of course, Black Parade. I know Helena. I'm not okay, mm. I promise. Like, yeah. Right. I've dabbled, but... Right. I'm not a fan, I would say. They were they were all... They're, they're uh... What's the word? They're pretty ubiquitous, is the thing. They're just kind of omnipresent. Yes. Also, Gerard Way wrote The Umbrella Academy. Show yes, you. So, which is one of my favorite TV shows. So, so. that's another fun fact. Yeah. Huh. Um. Anyway. This was a weird one. This was. Sometimes these episodes, they're not good nor bad. They're just really weird. And it didn't help that we are recording this. It is now about 11 o'clock at night just because of that's how our schedules worked out. Yeah. Late night with Glee Aggressive. And 
and things several things i several things were weird so yes let's just say we did it and ian if people want to find you on the internet tell me where you, they can find you yeah, you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, plug time, please go see my show at Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 3, January 9th at 7 p.m. Um, tickets are only $10, and uh, if you're around and you're listening and you're in New York, I'd love to see you there. Um, and um, as of today, actually, uh, you can pre-order a personalized take of one of my songs to be ordered on vinyl. Um that uh, the information for all of that is on my Instagram page as well. Um, so, yeah, I would love to uh, sing one of my songs for y'all. I think that's such a cool idea. It is, and, like, they found me. Like, it's, like, that's even cooler. Look at you <laughs> right? coming up in the I world. know. Um, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all under the same handle, at Epic Adventure of. Um uh i guess technically i will also be at ian's show on january yes, 9th yes not as a performer the show. as a spectator but technically we will both be there look we all want to be come here. to the show me meet us watch ian perform watch yeah. me sit to watch ian perform it'll be a great yes. time had by all <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm really excited about it um if you're looking to follow the show, you can follow the show at, at Glee Aggressive at all social platforms. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us longform at gmailaggressive. Wait, hold on. You can... <laughs> I was saying it like something's wrong. You can email <laughs> us longform at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Yeah, write in and tell us. I just kind of want to know what the song is that our listeners would pick from this episode this week interesting yeah straight up do you like, like do you like sing as much as ian did let us know uh, do you like justin bieber as much as younger your millennial women did justin bieber song mine's actually sorry Which i think that might be mine too it was a good song i listened to it a lot when it came out and i still think it slaps or um love yourself was also pretty good from that era that was a good one from the same time that was a good time anyway Please like, comment, rate, subscribe. Yes. Um, Tell feel your free friends. to tip the show through the show notes. Yeah, tip the show so we can buy the next episode of Glee to Watch. Yes. Yes. Um, and um, we will be back soon yes. with some guests that we're trying to work out. Yeah. Um, some pretty cool people. Um, very excited to have them talk in Glee for y'all. Yes. And so to say that... Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode. You can join us next week where we will be watching and discussing Season 2, Episode 14, Blame It on the Alcohol. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> Uh-oh, indeed. Um, so, Ian, I have to ask, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode? No. Uh, yeah, that's... Not particularly. That's what I expected. That is what I expected with this one. Yeah. <laughs>